Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. This episode of the Art of Manliness podcast is brought to you by Flint and Tinder exclusively at Huckberry.com. It is fall. It is time to bust out the jeans, the button-down Oxfords, the Henleys, and of course, a hoodie. And you can find all of these fall staples with Flynn Tinder exclusively at Huckberry.com. My whole wardrobe at this point is pretty much Flynn Tinder, Flynn Tinder jeans, Flynn Tinder button downs, Flynn Tinder Henleys, of course, their famous 10-year hoodie. What I love about Flynn Tinder, they all look great. It's classic. And it's all made in the USA, sourced from materials from the USA as well. So if you'd like to try out Flynn Tinder at a discount, go to Huckberry.com, check out the Flynn Tinder line, pick up some things, and use code ART15 to get 15% off your first purchase from Huckberry. Again, that's Huckberry.com. Check out Flynn Tinder. Use code ART15 at checkout to get 15% off your first purchase and help support the Art of Manliness podcast. Brett McKay here, and welcome to another episode of the Art of Manliness podcast. Well, we've taken a, a brief break from the podcast for the past two weeks with the holidays and some other things going on. Uh, didn't have time for it, but we're back, and we are returning with our series called Man Stories, where every other week we interview a different gentleman and, and ask him what it means to be a man. And this week, our guest is Carlos Infante. Carlos, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Brett. Um, well, I'm Carlos Infante. I was born in Mexico City. I'm 30. And uh, I'm a business manager, but I'm currently unemployed. So I have a lot of free time right now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess you're, you're, you're facing a problem that a lot of men are facing these days with being unemployed, with the, the bad economy and everything. How's the job search going? Well, I... There are lots of vacancies, but not many people call me. So mm. I had very few interviews, and those that I had, they seem promising, but you know, nothing happened after that. Yeah, yeah, tough break. Well, I, I wish you good luck with that. Carlos, are you ready to get started with the questions? Yep. Okay, Carlos, when do you feel like you became a man? Well, it's pretty complicated because you know sometimes i don't feel like a man because i'm not treated like one at, at home unlike a lot of americans you know that leave home after college or get a job or whatever mostly mexicans stay at home with their families for a while because pay is very bad so you really can't get an income that allows you to rent a, a, an apartment so mostly i stay at home with my family and my parents sometimes treat me like a child. You know, sometimes like I get punished or they threat punishment. But I think I became a man or I felt like that I became a man after a series of uh, events that uh, happened around 2002, 2003. Actually, I feel like a man after I graduated uh, college because getting 
my uh, my degree was a very tough, bumpy road. I graduated high school in 98. I got my degree in 2006. So that was like eight years of a very tough, tough, tough break. Uh, I got expelled from two, from college because of my grades. I had a lot of, uh, not, no sense of direction of what I wanted to do, really. I didn't know who I was and what I really wanted to do. So I had a lot of these issues running around my, my head that I really wasn't focusing on the important things. So because of grades, I got expelled, tried again, got expelled again because of grades. My dad was really mad. And uh, finally, he just forced me to take jobs, which I really didn't like. And when I finally got back to studying in the summer of 2003, you know, I felt like I've gone through hell and survived it. And I felt a lot stronger, uh, a lo I'm much more mature than when I started the journey. And by the time I graduated, I remember my dad uh, inviting me out for a celebratory dinner. And I just cried at one point because I thought, finally, after all I went through, I finally graduated from, from college. Uh, and whatever comes, it won't be as bad uh, as, as the past few years have been. So, so graduating college was that kind of that moment where you felt like you accomplished something and you really felt like you became a man then? Yeah. Uh, and it really, the whole experience, the whole journey is like the moment which my, la my, my, my point of view of, of life really changed. Suddenly I felt like success is not something so easily achieved, which a lot of people want or or seem to get. It just felt a lot more valuable, savoring success after going through a lot of obstacles. Well, that's really interesting, Carlos. Thanks for sharing with that with us. Carlos, so on to our next question, what does manliness mean to you? To me, it really means responsibility for oneself, firstly, and then for others. Uh, if you're not responsible for, for yourself, take care of yourself, how can you later on in life be responsible for a family if you don't value who you are? If you don't take care of, uh, of yourself, if you don't assume the consequences of your, of your actions. To me, that's what being man really is and uh, perhaps also being committed to whatever it is you promise. Very interesting. And, and Carlos, you know, you're, you're from Mexico. And one thing that people often talk about um, in Mexico and other Latin American countries is is machismo. What's your experience with machismo? Is it something that you know not a lot of people have, or you know, are you trying to battle against that? I mean, what what what's your experience with machismo in well, your life? it sort of it, it it has changed a bit since you know the old days when that was sort of like a value, especially during the forties, thirties, fifties. You know, that the sort of stereotype that sort of became were widely known but it does exist but mostly uh, i felt it exists mostly in, in the lower classes not so much in the middle class and the higher classes yeah. it basically could because of the sort of values that the the fund that they've been taught you know middle class is much more educated so they're more open to to modern ideas and uh, the lower classes well they've don't have that uh, level of education and, and culture. So that's probably where it's mostly marked. Hmm. 
Okay. Well, well, Carlos, what men in your life, it can be living, dead, or even fictional, uh, what men have influenced your view of manliness? Well, you know, as you know, my granddad's have been a very big influence on me. Uh, my father, in, 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 the, in the sense that he, he is a very resp- responsible man. He's got a work ethic. I mean, he's been working since 1968. So he's really addicted to work, in, in, in a sense. But, you know, he tries his best to, to provide us all with our basic needs. Probably philosophically, I've been influenced by George Orwell. I've read you know, 1984, Animal Farm, you know, a lot of his essays, and uh, even in his, his journal, his war journal. And philosophically, he's been a big influence on me. You know, he's like my favorite writer. Uh, recently, uh, John Steinbeck has influenced me in my view of, of work. After I read The Grapes of Wrath, I felt that when he described the, the importance of this of the farmers and, and how they love their land and their work and how machines don't really have that contact or the people that run the um, tractors. And sort of felt that's sort of what I think about job, or, or, or any job, any work, that it's something you do. I mean, it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter if it's a thankless job, as long as you do it and you're proud of it, you should be proud of it. That's all that really matters. And, uh, you know, John Steinbeck really has influenced me. Well, mostly my granddad. Yeah. In, in what ways have your, your, has your granddad influenced you? Uh, well, uh, he, his life has been a bit of an inspiration to me because he's done these, what I think are amazing things. I don't think he's ever thought of them as being amazing. She lived in a different time than, than I did, so that's fascinating. You know, different uh, different times, different cultural value, even basically a much more simpler time, I, I, I think, because they didn't depend too much on technology, so they did things different. They, they took things day by day, you know, slowly. He reads a lot, and I think I've gotten that love for reading from him and from my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, music, I mean, I remember when I was 14, 15, he still had his old record player. And we found some old records from, from his old records and my mom's old records. And, and we would listen to music. Jazz uh, was one of his favorite. His favorite record was probably Take Time Out by um, the Debris Break Quartet. And so that type of music has... Uh, entered my consciousness because before that I don't think I would have heard jazz until my grandfather. Hmm. Uh, old movies, back in the old, back uh, around that time they used to show old movies on TV, TV and so I was introduced to a world of, of classic Hollywood films. Yeah, I, I don't know if you ever watched any of the old Mexican films as well from that time, you know, the 30s and 40s. There's, there's a lot of good ones from that time period yeah, as well. Yeah, I actually have watched a lot of those. They're very, they're very good movies. I think the quality comes from the fact that there was a lot of censorship back in those days. So filmmakers had to find ingenious ways to, to tell a story without being crude or doing things that... Uh, now they seem like unnecessary. I mean, sex scenes seem to me like 
if they don't add anything to the plot, then why have them? Yeah. Well, well, Carlos, you talked about this a little bit already, but how did your father influence your conception of manliness? Well, my my father, I don't think he really has as much influence as my granddad because technically he's been sort of like an absentee dad. You know, he worked a lot, but we hardly had growing up a lot of father and son moment. I was in the. I lived in the states for a while, and I was a boy scout. But my dad wasn't really involved in that. My mom was, but not my dad. Not not as much as my mom was. But he he did teach me my values. Did learn my values from my dad. My appreciation for literature. He reads a lot, and of course, he pushes us to read. As well as he's a very well-informed man, so we really can talk about a, a variety of subjects. Very good. Well, and Carlos, one thing we, we talk about on the website uh, sometimes is about how men our age, 20s, 30s, didn't learn some of these skills that our grandfathers knew or our dads know. Is there one thing your, your dad can do or your grandfather could do that you can't? Well, my dad can multitask. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. I, I used to hear uh, my, 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 my dad's sister, my aunt, used to tell stories about when he was a kid. He could actually watch TV, read a book, listen to the radio, and uh, do his homework, something like that. I mean, it's amazing. He's, he's, he's a very smart man, a hardworking man. And uh, I think the thing that impresses me the most is the fact that he can solve people's problems. I mean, when at least professional problem. Uh, he's had a few jobs in the past few years where basically the companies aren't that good. And he just comes in and changes everything or as much as he can. Cost effectiveness, he does it. It's amazing. He's, he's very smart. He's a very smart man. Very cool. And, and Carlos, last question. What's the hardest thing you've ever done as a man, either emotionally, physically, uh, intellectually? in your life? Well, this basically takes us back to the first answer, just surviving those eight years of getting to college. I mean, 2002, 2002 was probably the most difficult year I ever had because my dad wasn't really supporting me or guiding me. I was totally lost and I had, I had my mom to support me, but most of the time it was just me trying to come out of this hole I was in and uh, really know who I was and what I wanted to do. That was probably the most difficult thing I've, I've ever gone through. Hmm. And are there any lessons that you've taken away from that experience? Definitely. One of the things I've actually learned is not to have regret. If my life took me there, if my choices took me there to that particular situation, then Instead of looking back and saying, I wish I'd done things differently, I just go ahead and say, well, I'll do things differently from now on, but not really look back at what, what uh, could have been, but what uh, is. And probably I have no, no regrets anymore. I used to have regrets even before that about certain changes that I made. I said, oh, I wish I'd done things differently. But I've, I learned through that experience that there are no what ifs. Either you learn from 
the past and uh, not obsessed with that, but take those lessons and move forward is much better than just holding on to something that uh, is counterproductive. Well, well, Carlos, thank you for your time. It's been very interesting talking to you, and it's been a pleasure. The pleasure's been mine. That wraps up another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. For more manly tips and advice, check back at the Art of Manliness website at artofmanliness.com. And until next week, stay manly. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day. and Internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.